Hi everybody, it's Maddie here with Rise Up Yoga, and I have a very special guest with me today on the Outcome Mastery podcast. Today we have Katie. Her Instagram is Planet Katie. Welcome. Hi, Maddie. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm super excited today. I know you guys can probably hear my cats in the background. Um, as always, I'm glad Maddie is like accommodating us. <laughs> you don't mind it all little ki kitty love <laughs> yeah <laughs> um well so katie ha does some amazing things in the world and one of those amazing things is she just had a baby but she also does reiki and energetic mentorship sessions and guides people through energetic healing and all this amazing work but Obviously, we resonate right now because we're both on baby life. <laughs> yes, we are. And I'm so, so excited that you came into my field at such a vulnerable time, um, you know, coming into motherhood and then postpartum. Um, so it's been really nice to have you to kind of look up to because you're a bit further down the road, so to speak, in your journey. Um, yeah, so if you guys ever um come across this podcast whenever you're listening i will be starting up reiki with energetic mentorship and the reason why i call it that is when i started doing reiki i realized that i could see and feel and hear um smell sometimes energy with people in my sessions and then i hold space for us to kind of discuss that and talk about that so it's really, it's really healing always for me and for my clients. So I'm so passionate about that. And thank you for introducing me, Maddie. Yeah, thanks for being here. It's such powerful work. And I mean, I truly believe everybody has the ability to tap into these things, but for people who have, and then I'm sure you can account for this after being pregnant and then having a baby, like my feeling like I was so, I still am like so potent from like bringing life through me, you know, like I've been tapped, so tapped in even more so to that intuitive feeling. Are you kind of feeling that way now? Yeah, I definitely am feeling that way. Um, especially with when I was pregnant with my dream space, like there was like, I was definitely astral traveling. I was definitely doing some major healing on different planes when I would sleep. And it was like, it was so powerful. And um, now that's kind of dialed back a little bit just because I don't, I don't sleep as long <laughs> because with baby, <laughs> but, um, but I still feel that very passionate, like as I step into this new walk of life to like, just keep working with people. I feel like more motivated in a way. Right. And that's why, like, one of the main reasons I wanted to reach out to you, because when I saw on Insta, you were, like, stepping back into work. And how old's your baby right now? He is, he was seven weeks last Friday. So about five more days, he'll be eight weeks, which oh is crazy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's <laughs> But for yeah. me, I was like, there's no way I'm going back to work till Charlotte's a year old. You're like, and I, you know, everybody argued, but I was just like, don't bring it up. Do not trigger me about it. Like, let me go my own pace. And I made it really clear that I didn't want to be, you know, my buttons pushed about it. And then mm -hmm. right around like two months, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I need to do something else like now or I'm going to go crazy. So that's when I started taking clients and yeah, it just was a surge where like I couldn't not. And then I put the offering out there and the spaces were immediately filled. So it was like super aligned. 
That's amazing. I love it when you step into that and you can feel how aligned it is just because, you know, you're putting that energy out there and people responding in such a beautiful way. Um, I love that. And yeah, so it's about, I did my first session in person um, when, when Cam had turned six weeks, like on the day of his six weeks, like I was like, all right, like I've got the bottles in the fridge. I'm going, I'm going to go do a session. And it was so powerful to the point where like I feel the healing too after my sessions and um I had to take a couple days and be like okay I gotta ease back into this because I got real excited and jumped right in with like a full hour long healing and I was tired so but yeah you probably know how that is too <laughs> yeah I mean nothing really compares in my life or in that kind of situation to my I hosted a women's um, it's called Healing the Wound, Healing the Womb Retreat mm -hmm. about the mother wound. And we had been planning it for a while and then I got pregnant and then we were like, oh, let's still do it. And like, we got seriously into planning it. The retreat wasn't till December. Charlotte was born January 28th. So I'm like eight plus months pregnant hosting a retreat. And I was so like if anyone who was there who listens to this is just gonna laugh because I was like huge like might have well have been like rolling my ass around that house like <laughs> I was so tired. we would sit down at the sacred circle and like we had you know like all the vibes like the candles and I'm like okay yay like this is so beautiful I'm so pregnant and then I'd be waiting and I'd be quiet and then I'm like when is anyone going to start this circle? And then I'd be like, oh shit, like I'm the leader of the circle. <laughs> <laughs> Your brain is just gone when you're pregnant. It's so true. And I'm just sitting here, like I'm listening and I, I hear what you're saying, but I'm like, how did she do it? Because by the time I got to even seven and a half months, I was like, I'm not leaving the house. Like, sorry guys. I'm just like, do you want to come see me? I'm here. But yeah, very, very much respect to you for still going through with the retreat. And um, I would love to, if I come into contact with somebody who went, ask them how that went. Because like when you're pregnant too, like you just, um, people I feel like are drawn to you a little bit, like to hear like more of what you have to say, just because you're, um, you're having that archetype, you know, like you're going from, I guess I just learned this the other day from like the maiden to the mother. And it's, it's like such a big deal and your, your wisdom is just flowing. So that was probably amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's why I was highlighting like the, your sessions right now. Cause it's like, if someone's going to book a session, like now is a great time. Cause you're, you were just like the closest to source, like anyone would be other than someone who's close to dying or like a baby who was just born, you know, you just brought it through. So you were like the vessel. So yeah, that potency pregnancy too, totally agree. But I really do think all of like the clients that I, like, I mean, obviously over that period, it was a long period of time. So I'm sure like you worked with regulars over the period of time too, just like, I'll never like forget those sessions. They're so beautiful. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think that I definitely feel the same way about how, um, like when, when my baby first came and everybody, when he would go to sleep, they'd be like, what is he dreaming about? Like, is he dreaming about like, 
um, mommy's boobies? Like, is he dreaming about milk or whatever? I'm like, no, guys. Like, he just came from the other realm. Like, he knows. Like, he's so intuitive. He can still, I feel like he looks at the ceiling and smiles and laughs. Like, I seriously feel like he still sees his guides and stuff. Like, um, and it's so beautiful that, like, as women, we're able to to connect in that way. Like, um, it's amazing. And I definitely feel like I experienced a little dance between the other realm when I was giving birth, which is like, it was amazing too. <laughs> I don't know if you feel that way. I'm kind of out there with that, but. Oh yeah. I mean, I absolutely do. And I didn't even get to have my, you know, water birth plan that I had. I had a C-section and mm -hmm. So like when I, and I didn't know I was having a C-section until like 38 weeks. And then I had it at like the end of 38 weeks or whatever. Um, so yeah, I was like, <clears throat> I don't think I know anyone who was more determined to have like a spiritual birth, even though it was going to be on in an operating room by that point. So like, you bet your ass. I had my Fia, like my Spotify songs, like the anesthesiologist and Drew holding my phone, playing it, like... I had all the essential oils, like the Buddha statues in the room. Cause I like, you know, I knew what a spiritual experience it was going to be. And I was obviously at a huge issue, not like having to part with my plan, my birth. Like I was like, don't make a plan. And I'm like, fuck, I made a plan. <laughs> um, Everybody's like, you can't make plans, but you still have to have a plan. Like, what does that even mean? <clears throat> right. And like the C-section plan was like, oh, if it happens, it happens. So I did have a plan for it. I just was like, oh no, but C-sections are for like other people. And I have a water birth plan. So that's just not a reality that I'm going to be like experiencing. So I don't need to even, you know, I really don't even need to think about it. But then I had like a week to think about all of it. <laughs> Um, but I did still feel that just like pure connection. And I mean, just like looking back, even that first like week, you know, like from the second I checked into the hospital to like that first week, there was just like, there's no like drug, you know, you could compare it to I've partied a lot, you know, anything at Burning Man, like nothing there, no combination of anything there can compare to you know, having that first week, especially if you have a supportive partner. Um and no matter, like, even if it's just that week that it's supportive, like, that is just, like, that intimacy is just on another level of unconditional love. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I can, like, feel the emotion as you're explaining this. It's so beautiful. And the fact that you took that ownership and were like, okay, this is not my plan at all, but I'm still going to, like, bring all of these beautiful elements and, like, still have this spiritual experience. Like, it, like, gives me chills. I'm, like, so happy that you took ownership like that, you know? <clears throat> Thank you. It was hard, but I think I really want to empower other women because I didn't get bullied into a C-section and I chose it. They get, they said I could try to birth or breach. It was just going to be like, you know, potentially complex and, mm -hmm. you know, they, they were going to let me do what I wanted. I was just going to have to work with them at the location and all that kind of stuff. But if, at that point, I was like, we have medical technology. I don't want to like rip my baby butt coming out for like all this crazy stuff sounded like so much that it was just easier to schedule it. And I think so many women don't have supportive doctors where they just are like, oh, you're having a C-section, get on the table now. And they don't even get that chance. 
And then they don't even get that chance to process that they can make it the way they want it to, even if that is the case. And they're so devastated by the kind of like abuse they got pushed into that. So I am like, I don't know why I'm like so sensitive about that topic, like for other women. It is such a sensitive topic. It really is. And like, I'm glad that you brought it up just because like there is a way to have a non-traumatic birth in the hospital for sure. And like, but unfortunately it's just not seen that much because like, like you said, you made it still the way you wanted, even though it wasn't necessarily the plan. Um, but it, yeah, it is a sensitive topic and everybody, cause I ended up being able to do a home birth, which was really great. Um, but everybody the whole time was still in the back of my mind, like you might have to get transferred to the hospital. You might have to get transferred to the hospital. So I had that in my mind the whole time. And I, I think that it is important here that we empower women to understand that you always have the upper hand. Like, even if you are like your doctor's really pushing you, really pushing you, like you're still able to like conceptualize that information and process it. And like, you know, I, I, I get so nervous when, um, when people tell like the traumatic birth stories and I, I'm so grateful that, um, I had that knowledge before I went into this, like before I went into everything. And then now people, we can empower them for their future births or if they're thinking about getting pregnant. So, yeah. <clears throat> exactly. It's, it's a crazy world in the medical field for sure. And then when, you know, you start to bring up the idea of C-sections, it becomes like a really sensitive topic for people and even home births become sensitive. Right. It's like, well, people have been giving birth at home since forever. So, <laughs> you know, that was where the, the OG birthing spot was, um, but okay. So <laughs> uh, that's, that's so funny because like with me, I, I started to tell people I, I wanted to do the home birth and the only person that really was on board besides my partner was my grandmother because she was like, well, that's how we did it in our day. You know, <laughs> like um, the, my other generations, like my other family members and support team were like, are you sure? Like that seems pretty pretty scary. Do you want to do it? And I just, I felt so called. And mm -hmm. I think it's also important to remember that if you don't feel called to do that, totally cool. Like if the hospital is your thing, amazing. Like whatever feels comfortable for the mom is what is most important. And, um, and that can kind of, I feel like help ease that, um, apprehension to talk about this because whatever is good for you, that's what's best for you. And you know, you know, <clears throat> Exactly. And at this point, it's all about like that with pregnancy, with everything. It's like, where do you, where does that message come from? You know, cause we have, and this, I feel like every episode always ends up talking, coming down to this. Cause obviously I'm talking to people who are into this spirituality kind of stuff, but like mm -hmm. we have this, um, huge toolbox of tools to find and to happen to our intuition, whether it was like while you were giving birth to know, like now it's time to push or, you know, now it's time to not push. And those kind of sensations or, you know, when you're out in public, like cross the street or get in this car, or don't get in that car with that person, you know, like all these kind of things. And I feel like for us, it's second nature. It doesn't, it's like so intuitive. We can think about it, but we don't have to, but we know it's happening. And so yeah, I just think like as we have people awaken and social media spreads all these kind of like ways, like just everyone tapping into that intuition will help awaken like the birth world, which I'm really excited for. Absolutely. I'm so excited too. And it's, 
it's kind of crazy that we have to break down all of these layers of conditioning and programming to not follow that inner voice, that intuition that we were just talking about. Like you said, we do it every day with very simple things like, you know, don't, don't get in the car with the stranger. Like, or just like if you, if, if you, your Uber pulls up and you don't feel right about it and you don't get in, that's your intuition, that's your inner voice. But with a lot of things, we are conditioned to look outside of ourselves for that answer. And a lot of times it's, um, if we can learn, cause I had to learn for sure. Like I had to learn to not look, always look outside of myself. Cause I was much happier when I asked me, like, what do I really want? And, um, yeah, I'm ready for, for more and more people. As I see everybody start to do that, I get so hyped. I'm like, this is it. This is the yeah. awakening. <clears throat> Dude, and that totally reminds me this morning I had this download and I did like an IGTV or an IG live or whatever about it because it was about codependency and our kids and parenting because I'm a recovering codependent. Like people are slash were my drug, you know, and I had to be like really careful with like administering my energy and like all that kind of stuff because, you know, sure you know like relationships everything I was very like messy and like now I'm like okay I'm finally like at peace like in my own little bubble but I Charlotte was like trying to fall asleep and frustrated and like nuzzling into me and like obviously like needing like comfort and support so like and I was annoyed with her but then I was like okay whoa (laughs) she needs support so I like put my annoying you know my ego aside and like supported her and she was like cuddling on me and then I just remembered all the times like I laid on someone like that and but in a codependent way because obviously she's a baby so this we're not calling that codependent she just needs love but as an adult you know I had that same like inner child just like need for comfort where like maybe I didn't get it or something and then then I was relying on relationships or friends or something and being this like leech of an energy kind of codependent vibe. And then it just like, I had this full circle of it and I'm like, wow, like there is something about like that root connection of our babies, like receiving those things they need and like how that, how we grow up to be and need others. And then there's also the point of letting them cry it out so they can learn to self-soothe and the fact that it's such a fine line that you're either going to like totally, okay, like this, I hope no one takes it seriously, but like, this is just me talking. Like, I think I'm either totally going to like fuck her up or like, I'm totally going to like, she's going to be perfectly self-soothing her whole life. And it's like this. I, I completely am relating to this and I do not like judge you for phrasing it that way at all, because that's really how it is for me in my head. Mm -hmm. Whenever I'm making these tiny little decisions, well, they're not tiny in the grand scheme of things, but like, you know, do I let my child sleep in the bed? Do I put him in the co-sleeper? Do I let him cry for a second while I'm doing dishes? Do I like slam the dishes down and run and go get him? Because I'm thinking that just like you said, like, I'm going to fuck him up or I'm going to like make a perfect baby. And it's that like spectrum of nobody's going to get all the way to the perfect side, you know? And we want so badly to in making all of these decisions. And yeah, um, inner child healing is real. It's so real. Um, And like you said, there's that huge connection of the inner child and just bringing he or she forth into our adult life. And I was the whole pregnancy, I felt like I was being called to do some sort of inner child meditation or healing or just anything like connect with her, connect with her. That's what I was feeling. And I just was too scared to do it. I was too scared to do it and be that vulnerable. And then finally, I want to say like maybe last week, like very recently, I was like, okay, 
I think I'm ready. And then just sat down and just, it was pretty quiet. I didn't have any music or anything. And I just sat there with the intention, like I want to connect with my inner child. And it was like opening the floodgates, like just seeing her and it looks different for everybody, but I definitely could feel some sort of little like neglect. Like she was very happy to see me because she had felt neglected. And I think that, um, however people want to do it, whether it's like writing a letter to your inner child self or just like sitting in meditation, whatever it is, it, if you can hold space for yourself to be that vulnerable, it really changes, changes things. It's a practice though. I'm still like in awe of that one meditation. So I haven't gone back yet to see her, but I will. <laughs> I will. I love her dearly. <laughs> yeah. That one really resonates with my heart because obviously inner child healing is like right up my alley and the pregnancy thing for sure. And I had like no choice, I guess, when I was pregnant, my inner child, like, wasn't going to let me ignore her. Um, like she like crawled out of my throat and I was like saying like fucked up things to people and like hormone, you know, like things were getting like pretty wild where, so I very quickly was like, okay. I'm like, so pretty much like every trauma I've ever had is like now come to the surface. Great. I'm pregnant. Great. I got to figure out this out. Great. You know, it's like, I just quit all my jobs. Great. So I was like (laughs) sitting there like, oh my God, you know, things were like at this point. I'm just like, what is going on? I don't even remember what the tangent I was just about to go on, but just remembering was so overwhelming. What were we talking about again? We were talking about inner child healing. Oh yeah. Yes. Though, like it, your traumas just come to the forefront. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because your, your baby's pushing that stuff out to make space for their soul. That's kind of how I phrase it. I think in one of my podcasts, but yeah, you're so right. They come right to the surface and you can either push them down and deal with them while you're giving birth or deal with them during pregnancy is kind of how I look at it. Right. <laughs> After it still comes up, because now I'm like remembering what I was going to say is like my inner child was like, obviously it was all like crying when it came out, but like, it was like sad. There was like a lot of sadness there, but it was more just like, fuck, you know, like I was like, maybe she wasn't getting as much attention because I had been giving the new baby all this attention, a little bit of jealousy wound coming up, you know, and a little abandonment wound, even like the mirror of like the abandonment of my relationship to be with this, ba- my like, it, you know, my partner and I relationship to be with the baby because I know that's a huge struggle, even if it doesn't like come up to be a big deal. Like the man, you know, you're paid all this attention to him and now you're not. So it can be something yeah. for them emotionally. Like, so my inner child seeing, seeing like that and like the mirror reflection. So there was like literally everything my inner child was like, what the fuck is going on? And I was like, I really don't know. I'm like, I've never been pregnant before. So I actually have no clue what's going on, but. (laughs) Yes. Like I remember that, um, feeling kind of that way with my partner. Um, like I was like, I'm, I'm scared that you're going to love our baby more than me, which is just a weird, weird conception, you know, um, conceptual idea. But that's what I, I remember thinking that and actually saying that out loud. And then now that you're saying that it's, it's very um, much an inner child sort of thing to think because, you know, as an adult, it's like, there's plenty of love to go around. Love is infinite. Like there's an unlimited abundance of love, but um, 
definitely very insightful that you put all that together. <clears throat> yeah, and the relationship thing is like a whole nother podcast <laughs> with like, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. but that's why like one of the courses I made the preg or the parenting and partnership. I made that one because I it was like what I needed because I'm like oh my gosh like how like when no but like at the doctors they're like okay are you healthy does anyone in your family have cancer diabetes like they don't care about anything but like that shit which like guess what if you're gonna get diabetes or cancer genetically then you're gonna get it so it's like why are we like taking notes about it all day like and you know unless there's like a serious thing to do to prevent it which just be healthy is all we can do at this point you know what I mean God, yes. I keep of thought, dude. I'm like, so I keep thinking about pregnancy and like getting all that pregnant, <laughs> like mind. Oh my God. Can you remind me what I was saying again? Flowing with it though. Like just flowing with it. That is another thing I, I haven't really truly thought about. Um, Cause when I go in the doctor, like I, I, I get very nervous and I'm just like getting, get out, answer the questions. Like, okay, bye. Like, I don't know why I get so nervous around doctors, but um, yeah, like, that's so true stuff that we really I feel like need to um start normalizing and start thinking about is that emotional is that mental um things in that realm other than the physical because with like you said with the physical we can pretty much almost take care of most things I feel like with just that like nutrition and exercise like healthy balance of things um whereas your mental and emotional that's kind of like your external circumstances and what's happening and having needing support to deal with certain things so I totally get what you're saying and even like the energy you know just absorbing energy like going to the coffee shop just stuff like that if you're an empath but then I remember my other thing was about the parenting and partnership is like how the relationship changed and how the doctors ask about all those random things but they don't ask like so what are your values you know as a parent what are like important to you you know that you want to teach your kid like by six or 12 months like what are some goals you have for your kids so then like parents have some realistic like expectations because like yeah it's best to have no expectations but guess what there are expectations if your kid's not doing things by six months like then you need to be concerned about certain things and other things are like less concerning so nobody's like providing that space which is why i felt like so called to make those kind of videos because parents need like I mean I guess they don't have to but I feel like they should and like Drew even though I made the videos like Drew and I don't do it nearly enough as I wish we could because of timing and everything but you know are people really thinking about that like the values they want to bring to their kids and talking about it yeah oh my gosh that's so beautiful I um I have been doing some thinking about that and that bringing um the baby a big thing for me when I got pregnant and brought him into this world was like, I could seriously feel on a physical, mental, emotional level, like just every structure, familial structure and the values that I learned just like me over, well, maybe not over analyzing it, but like deeply analyzing all of these things and seeing what do I want to pass down to my baby? What do I not? Um, what it just needs to go completely like never look at it again we don't need this bye like <laughs> all of those things and I feel like that's a great course and just everybody who's listening you know really feeling empowered that you don't have to do things just because your mom did it just because your grandma did it just because whoever um unless it, 
completely aligns with you. You can choose how and what your baby's going to learn. And um, ultimately, I think that's what it's all about to allow everybody to up level and evolve, like as the souls move down the family tree, you know? <clears throat> Definitely. And I think um, I just kind of, I have like really visual downloads. So when you said that, like, and I'm obviously into generational healing and everything. So like, yeah, yeah, they get passed down. And so say you're like in a great space with your family and then you have like a freak out in front of your baby. And then you're like, I'm the worst mom ever because I yelled at my partner in front of the baby. So you go down to this like low level. A lot of people, the download I had was like, Zoop, you know, like you go here. A lot of people are just like, okay, I fucked up. I'm a bad mom. I yelled. And then they just like solidify, cement themselves here. And they're like, I already fucking did it. My kid's five years old, 10 year, 20, you know, even 20 year old kid, you know, it's like, I've already yelled at them. I've ruined everything. And they just let themselves stay there. And then imagine what happens to that kid because like mom or dad has stayed in that place. But like, if you have a bad moment, which is a huge thing I've been working on because I had this expectation that like I would be this mom that is like no like Betty Crocker vibes like you know and it's like no fucking way it's not like that so (laughs) literally the same thing you do every you did before you're pregnant every day just like with a baby and like no sleep so (laughs) it's very weird. (laughs) drop to that low level you can go like through it and then like back up and land on top and like always remembering like as a mother as a student like whatever you are in the world business like it can always come up and back down and the only reason we stay locked in shitty situations situations are because we choose to stay there you know yeah oh my gosh that's beautiful and it reminds me of the other day I, I posted something and I was like, Oh my gosh, like, um, I was just having a rough day and you actually messaged me and was like, ride those waves like a surfer. And that made me think like there are waves in everything in our emotions in our relationships in our days with our kids. And like, you're, we're never meant to stay on top of the wave and just like, woo, like everything's great all the time. Like, cause then it wouldn't be that beautiful, like, like sound of the wave that everything that's beautiful about life. So we need to remember that there's going to be that up and down, just like you talked about and just embrace it and love it. And it doesn't always look good, but you know, we can learn from it and we don't have to cement ourselves to that place of like, I'm a bad mom. Like you said, it's awesome. Yeah, and riding that way for sure, because it's like, we can't ever, like, what in our lives has ever stayed the same? Like, the only thing that I'm consistent is change. Mm-hmm. I've learned repetitively on, like, a daily basis, and still I'm like, you guys share about that, <laughs> that it still is, but, <laughs> so, like, yeah. the waves, I don't know, I just, yeah, there's something about riding them that just makes things go, like, so much more smoothly, and I was someone that resisted them for so long and thought like, oh, they were like inside of me. There's still like remnants, you know, pockets of shit every once in a while. But yeah, like getting that out was took like years of the pro- of my process. And like, I just feel like I'm on the others. I'm on like the clearing out enough to where I can like intake new light, you know, to up level and whew, that was a cleansing experience. <laughs> Yes, for sure. Like, and I think I was just speaking about this to somebody the other day. I can't remember um, of bringing in that light. It seemed like, because for a really long time, like 
I really was open to the idea of having a baby, but it just kind of seemed like it wasn't going to happen. Like something with, with my body was blocking me is what it seemed like. So I kind of let go of the idea. And then I started really grounding into my process, like my practice or whatever um, we want to call it. And it seemed like immediately I was not even thinking about it. And then like, after all of that release and like, purging and all of those things processing there was enough space within me to bring baby in and like it, it happened like almost instantly after I was like consistent in my practice for like six months and I was like oh shit now I'm actually doing it and it's happening <laughs> like yeah totally same vibes here um did you guys were you trying or was did it just happen or were you just kind of like whatever happens happens yeah for for, it must be about two years now, three years now, it was kind of like a whatever happens, happens. But if you, you know, if you go two or three years, it's just like, I started to feel like maybe it's just not going to happen. And I was okay with that because I was terrified of that vulnerability that was going to come with pregnancy and, and parenting and everything. So it, we were just kind of like, whatever happens, happens. And I started really just getting passionate and consistent with my healing practice and, you know, started getting certified in Reiki and things like that. And then baby wanted to come right away. And I was like, wow, like right, right when I quit my regular job, my nine to five to pursue this whole new way of life. Also, baby wanted to come. I was like, wow, he is, he is very ambitious. Age <laughs> of Aquarian babies are they are just like coming in hot. <laughs> I had two pregnancies in five months and then had Charlotte. So yeah, like this stuff is crazy. It's like the first one I terminated that pregnancy, which was like one of the most challenging things I ever did. And then the second one was Charlotte and we took plan B even. It was a different partner even. Like it was just, that was five months later too. So it was just like so much life force and like death going through me I was like what the I don't even know like it literally when I look back at that time it felt like I was on like an acid trip for like the whole year because I everything was just like really intense yeah it's just an intense hell of a year so if you don't mind me asking was this 2019 for you or when would this be for you? So I got pregnant. I found out I was pregnant in June of 2019. So then November of 2018, I had the abortion, I think, because I had it in November. And then that, yeah, five months passed. I did. Yeah. I would, and like prior to that, I had had ovarian cysts, which is how I got into womb healing. And so I was like hospitalized, blood transfusion, like lot, like, you know, passing out in public because of a, like literally like thought I was going to die. Did not think I would be like getting knocked up by any means. And also I'd been not taking birth control for like 10 years and being in relationships, having unprotected sex. So I hadn't had like many scares or really ever so the fact that it all happened like right after I do I'm like oh I went to go to this womb healer and I do this heavy intense work with her and I'm like very committed for like a couple years and then get out of all this toxic relationship leave behind all my like father and mother wound ancestral shit get clear of that womb is doing great get pregnant oh oops bad time abortion okay whatever da 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 new guy get pregnant I'm like what the fuck Okay, it's just, and then go to this Reiki session, 
it's the same soul as the other baby that's come through. I'm like, okay, perfect. And like, now I got to have it. It was, a, I knew it was a girl from like that, from the first baby, I knew it was a girl. And then once it was confirmed a girl, I was just like, okay, I got to send this whole thing now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I was scared shitless, dude. I was mostly yeah. scared of birth, which looking now, I'm like, that was the easiest part. I was that's like, how I, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel too. Days in the hospital where I just push a fucking button and someone does exactly what I need. Pop a Norco if I'm in any pain. I'm feeling good. I was just like, you know, sounds pretty nice right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, how, how beautiful that you can like share that story with like such an empowering vibe, such like a, like a power in your vulnerability um, and I, the reason I asked like sort of the timeline, even though like what even is time, but I asked about that because I feel like kind of so many people were going through like that, that rock bottom, high transformational, like all of these ups and downs type thing. Um, because yeah, when I began my spiritual awakening, I was actually like put into a mental hospital for like a mental institution for like almost a month. I think it was like two and a half weeks, three weeks. Um, just because I was just really not being able to ground what I was like when I got a download or when something came up, like a trauma that I needed to look at, I was just not, I had no idea how to deal with it to the point where my mind just went. And so I needed to literally go to the hospital and, and get some medication to bring me back and to like get those mental processes going again. <clears throat> and that was 2017 for me. And then 2018, I never, I did not touch anything spiritual. I was like, I'm not going back to the hospital. I was like, no, no, no. And then in 2019, like source definitely led me like back to that grounded version of what I was trying to learn originally. And um, then I found out I was pregnant in November, 2019. So yeah. 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 And the babies were trying to come through. I had the same thing happen with the hospitalization, but it was like in the very beginning of my journey in high school. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea like then and like till many years later what was actually happening because everyone else was just like oh she's just like crazy you know like all the things but oh god yeah I was like traumatic sometimes I'm like woof I do trauma work with that but I'm like maybe I could do a little more <laughs> yeah, the, the layers the layers for sure yeah and I just and I thought for the longest time I was like I cannot tell anybody this story like this is embarrassing all of the things and then when I really like started to open up to people, people were so receptive and supportive. And there are so many of my friends too, who have been through a similar experience. Now, when it comes up in conversation, I'm like, I want to talk about this. I want to like mm -hmm. share it just like you shared your story with that empowering, like, um, uplifting vibe to, cause it's ultimately going to help somebody. Like you went through it for a reason. Yeah. And thank you for sharing it because we do. And when we're able to talk about it, like even if just one person hears this and is like, oh, wow, look, these two girls like went through this and like, you know, they turned out all right. <laughs> so yeah. like, you know, it's okay. Cause I think a lot of it, like what uh, I worked in rehab centers um, before I had Charlotte, I quit right around the time I got pregnant, um, working with kids, 12 boys, ages 12 to 17, who have just come out of juvenile hall and are transitioning before they go back home. And they obviously it was like intense work, but they were in there for, you know, like drugs and all this stuff. And I really like looked down at it and like, 
the reason they're in there is because of, I mean, some obviously were big cases, like they had done something wrong and there was some reason or serious mental health or violence. That's, you know, that was like a small percentage though, but rea the reality was like they were smoking a little weed or maybe their parents, like caught them growing a little weed or something. Like it really wasn't like stuff that I would consider to be like big enough to put a child in juvenile hall, you know, like the right. traumatic experience. Um, and so I'm like seeing a, a lot of this has to do with the parents um, and spending so much time there seeing how the parents acted about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, this is why we have, you know, a drug problem. This is why we have a substance abuse problem. This is why we have a mental health problem. Not because there's drugs available and not because everything's accessible, but it's because of how people are handling it. And it's easier for parents to just roll their kid up in a ball, throw them in the system and let the system chew them up and spit them out. And like, it took years for unpacking that for me, unpacking it so that my family understood that like, if they want to help me with mental health, paying for, you know, a in-home or outpatient treatment is not helpful. If they want to help paying for my hypnosis or paying for my postpartum doula is helpful, you know? And so oh goodness. crazy. You were, just, you were just getting me fired up girl, because oh. I totally agree. Like, and it, it took, I still am very strongly he healing this because of the way the, um, the people in my family handled that, uh, like you said, just throwing me in the outpatient. And it is scary when someone's going through something. But the reason, like you said, we have such a prominent drug problem, mental health problem, many problems is because of just the, the fear of when we start to speak about what we're going through, like we feel like we can't. So that's like a huge, huge breakthrough for me. And I feel like for you too, because we're speaking on it for conscious parenting is like, for our kids, just if they feel like they can talk to us like about a problem as soon as it comes up, if they feel that safe space, then it's like ultimately very rare that it's going to turn into such a big problem that we have to make those hard decisions of like putting them through juvie or putting them through like whatever. Um, like we can really support them whenever they feel like they have a problem. And, and also I don't even feel, I, I'm like you, I don't even feel like if you're growing a little weed or smoking a little weed, like that's even very much of a problem, but that's my opinion, of course. Yeah. But me and, and love where they're from decides that like a lot of them are from out of state and they just got sent here for the program. And it's like super legal in like Georgia or like, you know, wherever the fuck they are. But then they're in Cali getting in trouble because they smoked a joint. It's just super ironic. Oh my gosh, isn't it? It's so ironic. And I, I had that conversation um, the other day with my partner because we both like are like completely okay with smoking, even though, you know, um, it's not always legal where we're living. Um, and we were like thinking like, what are we going to do? Like when our kid wants to smoke and I'm like, don't belittle them. Don't like berate them. I, or what is that word? I think that's a word. Yeah, like, like, yeah. Like, <clears throat> yeah um, LOL, saying my vocabulary, is that a word? But uh, yeah, just like making him feel like it's a safe space. Like if you want to try smoking, that's okay. Like just not pushing them away to the point where they feel like they have to hide it and bottle it up inside. And then uh, like a mental health problem or like a social anxiety problem is created. Exactly. And instead of being like, what, you know, and like getting angry, because obviously that could be triggering and let's like address that. Like, yeah, a parent's 
your average parent's first reaction isn't going to be like, wonderful, you know? <laughs> so like, instead, like when you notice that, like, oh my God, did that just happen moment? You know, it, whether it's about that, whether they're like, how are babies made? You know, like all the big things yeah. that are going to come up, asking questions to them, because then it's responding with curiosity and interest instead of any sort of shame and so you know being like oh well why do you want to do that where did you learn about that and coming at them with like interest because then it yeah it really helps in those kind of situations even if you're like fuck no then it's instead of saying fuck no letting it be a little more graceful because I think we both know especially with our experiences and I'm assuming our parents are probably similar if we had that kind of same experience like it was like that first time I felt like I couldn't dress this way, the sexy way I wanted to, or I couldn't um, post a sexy picture or, you know, the, the shame I got, like those first things, like the interest in a guy or like whatever it was, like I just, there were so many little things that, that I can see now turned into my exact rebellion. And yeah, I mean, but part of me wants Charlotte to have that, you know, because <laughs> that's what made me like super dope. But I also yeah. survived some things that I think I got, I had angels with me because there's, I'm like, how did I not end up in like prison or like dead a lot of the times? <laughs> Absolutely. Like I feel the same way sometimes when I reflect, I'm like literal, like an angel flew down and, and like picked me up and was like, not today um, yeah. because just of the certain things I went through. But yeah, like you said, ultimately kids or our kids, whichever kids are going to go through their own journey. And I believe um, not everybody I'm sure believes this, but I believe on a certain level we chose what to experience in, in this lifetime. So we can't completely like block them from every experience like oh my gosh like I'm so scared you're gonna get hurt you can't do anything because they've got to go out and learn for themselves but I I had the feeling with my upbringing kind of um similar to what you talked about of just like when I came home it wasn't like a safe space to just unload like I was just going out in the world and absorbing 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 and there was no time to like unload or ask that like kind of shameful quote-unquote shameful question um and so I just had to like figure it out on my own like there was no unload button or like safe space so I want to be that I want to you know ultimately they're going to experience all these things and I can't block my son from all of his traumas but if he can come home and tell me about it and we talk through it um yeah then things might be a bit a bit easier he might not have those angelic have to have those angelic moments like that scare the <laughs> shit out of me now <laughs> like between that and like any family or friends sacred sister like other mentors you know your partner's friends like that he can whether it's men or women like whatever he feels called like to turn to you know like uncle kind of figures like yeah. just all like I'm sure we have memories like all those kind of people that you know, if it was something you didn't want to talk to mom about, there was always that safe, like other person or stuff like that. I think just providing that safe space for them is really like so important. And yes. I'm like, I always think like when we have like a rough moment, kind of like that thing I was talking about, how you go like up and down, like when we're in down the way I get out of there, cause I'm one, I'm thinking like people might be like, well, that's great. How do you get out of there? Um, you 
explain, I come back up and I'm just like, Hey, you know, like, yeah, mommy's in a really bad mood. Mommy just like got super upset about this. Like when this happens, it really upsets me because of this. And I literally do like a mini inner child session out loud and explain. And then like, there I am working myself back up and I'm like, but I'm feeling better now. I just had a glass of water. I'm really sorry for yelling. Sorry. I had to leave you in the crib to cry. And then I pick her up, you know, and it's just like, there we go. Like we just really went through a little bipolar moment there. You know, I say that with all due respect to anyone who resonates as bipolar, but I really think like all these, these names like bipolar, um, schizophrenic, all these things with the clinics, clinics that I've worked in and the people I've worked with, they're just really like these like ascension thing, like the mental hospital kind, like just too much shit going on. Like, need to get it like grounded and then really those messages that people are calling crazy and that are appearing to be crazy are actually like really intense downloads they just can't like communicate it because they're you know they're like out of it mentally yeah that's that's totally like that was a perfect articulation of what I felt like it was for me and um and that's that's so important that you said like resonates with bipolar because when we're, when we're not sure what's going on with us and we look to medical professionals or we look to like our support system and people are very quick to label us. If, if you, I feel like if you don't think that that's what you have, then, and it doesn't resonate with you, like it's all good. Like they're probably wrong because we're ultimately the ones inside our bodies. And, um, back to that topic, like you said, of just following our own intuition and trusting ourselves. But, um, but yeah, I was going to relate that somehow back to um, the topic of like child rearing and everything, but I kind of forgot my train of thought because I got so passionate about that, what you just said. <laughs> like, we, we could go on all day about this because it's sure. such potent, such potent information. And I mean, it, I'm just so passionate about it too. So I could probably lose my train of thought on like literally like any word in that sentence. <laughs> oh my gosh I had no idea that you had worked in that field though like wow to everything you must have picked up from there and that you can now um integrate in your um business that's that's amazing and it wasn't even until like halfway through that job that I did my trauma recovery certification and educator course so I mean, I took that course being like, oh my God, I'm going to help my boys so much. And like, you know, it was a write-off, like it was this whole great thing, didn't have to like invest that much. Um, And I go and it was like this three-day thing in LA and I drop down, get this hotel. I'm like, I get a hotel, like a bathtub in the room. I went balls to the walls and I got my ass handed to me on like a silver platter through that trauma course I mean in the most you know graceful way but I had seen trauma I've been working with boys for a long time I've been working with clients and then this was like okay like yeah if I don't fully take this and like put it in a package and like make it my business and sell it and like serve my community with this like then what am I even doing because like it broke me open and like pieced me back together in a way I can't even describe so yeah, this, I mean, it was, it's intense work, which is why I'm, I didn't do it when I was pregnant. I had quit it bef- and then found out I was pregnant. So I was like, perfect. Um, yeah. I moved to Hawaii and then found out I was pregnant like the 
two days after getting there and then was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to not move here because <laughs> I was in this training and it wasn't, it was like too intense of a training for pregnancy. So <laughs> sure. yeah, I can only imagine, but it is funny how like we, we have that initial desire that like that God given desire or like excitement about like with you, the trauma recovery course or with Reiki or with whatever your passion is like across the whole world. And then we realize that it's going to bring up something within us usually that we have to look at and deal with. And then that's going to be what you do. Like you help other people do that. And it's like so hard initially in the beginning. And like, mm -hmm. if you're like me, like you'll avoid it for like two, three years, five years, decades, like, and then finally when you're able to do it, like process it, um, then it's, it, you feel like so empowered to really follow your calling, that initial calling that you got so many years ago. <laughs> right. It really is our medicine. You know, I have a really good visualization for this one too. It's like our shit is our fertilizer. So like taking our like shitty experiences, shitty parts of ourselves, and like recycling them back into, you know, our roots and our soil and using that literally like fertilizer is straight up poop. Like, <laughs> to grow and bloom better so it I mean it really is because when we clear that stuff out whether you can visualize it as like light or whether it's like you maybe you don't even do spirituality maybe you love working out and it's more like you're getting skinnier and tighter and toner and that's your way of feeling like that's your light body getting like sealed up you know because some people really are into working out and that's like how they don't even think of it as like godly. They just think of it as like toning. And that's, to me, it, it feels the same. It's like equal as a commitment or like a monk who meditates and doesn't do anything, doesn't have sex, you know, doesn't involve themselves in any other energies. And they are so meditated that they're just like, boom. And that's their thing, you know? Exactly. <laughs> their hood where you're like, fuck, I can't do anything else but take care of this kid. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like I, I love the fertilizer metaphor or visualization. That is completely what it is. And, um, yeah, everybody has their thing and we're all threads in the whole big picture. And so by us comparing like our thing to somebody else's thing, instead of just loving it and honoring it, like we are all the threads that make up that big, like huge tapestry of life. And that's why we think certain thoughts. That's why we have certain desires and that's why we're called different ways. And it all looks so different but it's because we're our own individual thread is like kind of how I feel. <clears throat> exactly. And if you think of a tapestry of like all the colors and the shapes, you know, like one thread to be going through would have like all the little like color, you know, tap each of those little areas. And so mm -hmm. it's honestly like you're fucking up the tapestry if you're not being authentic, cause you're going to like fuck all the colors up and the shapes are not going to be straight. And like, it's just going <laughs> to bother me with my OCD. So People yes. should be keeping authentic because it's going to make everything better. <laughs> totally. Let's all be authentic. And also going off of what you just said, don't be afraid to be, feel like you're, you're doing something different all the time. Like I feel like all the time, like I'm passionate about this thing. Then I, I want to do this, this day and I'm jumping all over the place, but it's all going to leave together in the end how it's supposed to be. So just kind of like flow with it as best you can those because like with motherhood with motherhood especially like I did not think I was either ever going to do it or do it way later so now I'm kind of having to take a step back and focus on that 
and it may not have been exactly what I wanted, but like I needed it. I I was meant to do this. <laughs> That's how I feel too. Like, yeah. did I think I was going to be signing a lease and not going to Thailand this summer? If you had asked me a year ago, no, I would be like, no, I'll be in Thailand. If you want to see me, come meet me there. Lease. What's a lease? I've never signed one of those. I don't even know what that is. But now I'm like, got a lease and a couch and a carpet and a wine cabinet and like I'm a mom. Like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you are just so grown up. How did it even happen? <clears throat> I don't know, dude. But over here, I'm like, feel like Charlotte's parenting me sometimes, most of the time. <laughs> Hell yeah, even like my newborn, I'm just like, I feel like you're like already way more patient than me. Like, how do you do it? They're so wise. And like whenever she's just like sits and stares at stuff for a long time, I'm just like, I wish I could just be that still. But she's an Aquarius, so she, who knows what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, my my little one is a Cancer. So um, I don't even think I've ever met a, a boy Cancer. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Um, and then I'm an air sign. So we're just going to be like flowing with the air and the water. So yeah. <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> Well, this has been so lovely, and I know we could go on all day, but I will be mindful of the time because of baby land. I can hear Charlotte starting to scream out there. She's with her grandma. <laughs> um, but I would love for you to tell everybody where they can find you on Insta and what your offerings are and how to contact you for them. Yes. So, um, mainly I am on Instagram right now and Instagram is at planet Katie. So planet C A T Y. And yeah, just send me a DM. If you're interested in Reiki tarot, um, if you just want to chat in energetic mentorship, anything, all things, um, in that realm, I have probably dabbled in it a little bit, astrology, human design, all the things, um, but yeah, thanks so much for having me, Maddie. This has been beautiful and you and your little family are so beautiful and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Oh, thank you. And one more question. What's your human design? My human design is I am a five one and I'm a manifesting generator. Cool. So yeah. What about you? I'm a generator and Charlotte's a manifesting generator. That's beautiful. You guys are going to be such a great team throughout your whole life. Yeah, and Drew is a generator too. How Perfect. fun. But yeah, I love human design. And yeah, anyone who's listening, check out Katie. It was 11.11 right now. Go follow her. And she is super recent postpartum. So definitely book a session while she has these beautiful closed source vibes because there is something about those. Definitely, definitely. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs>